Part four, chapter seventy seven of Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Awakening. One. After the song of the Wanderer in Shadow, the cave became all at once full of noise and laughter, and since the assembled guests all spake simultaneously, and even the ass, encouraged thereby, no longer remained silent, a little aversion and scorn for his visitors came over Zarathustra, although he rejoiced at their gladness, for it seemed to him a sign of convalescence. So he slipped out into the open air and spake to his animals. "'Whither hath their distress gone now?' said he, and already did he himself feel relieved of his petty disgust. "'With me it seemeth that they have unlearned their cries of distress. "'Though, alas, not yet their crying.' "'And Zarathustra stopped his ears, for just then did the "'Yee-ah!' of the ass mixed strangely with the noisy jubilation of those higher men. "'They are merry,' he began again. "'And who knoweth, perhaps at their host's expense?' and if they have learned of me to laugh. Still, it is not my laughter they have learned. But what matter about that? They are old people. They recover in their own way. They laugh in their own way. Mine ears have already endured worse and have not become peevish. This day is a victory. He already yieldeth. He fleeth the spirit of gravity." mine old arch-enemy. How well this day is about to end, which began so badly and gloomily. And it is about to end. Already cometh the evening. Over the sea rideth it hither, the good rider. How it bobbeth, the blessed one, the home-returning one in its purple saddles. The sky gazeth brightly thereon, the world lieth deep. Oh, all ye strange ones who have come to me, it is already worth while to have lived with me. Thus spake Zarathustra, and again came the cries and laughter of the higher men out of the cave. Then began he anew. They bite at it, my bait taketh. There departeth also from them their enemy the spirit of gravity. Now do they learn to laugh at themselves. Do I hear rightly? My virile food taketh effect, my strong and savoury sayings, and verily I did not nourish them with flatulent vegetables, but with warrior food, with conqueror food, new desires did I awaken. New hopes are in their arms and legs. Their hearts expand. They find new words. Soon will their spirits breathe wantonness. Such food may sure enough not be proper for children, nor even for longing girls old and young. One persuadeth their bowels otherwise. I am not their physician and teacher. The disgust departeth from these higher men. Well... That is my victory. In my domain they become assured. 
all stupid shame fleeth away they empty themselves they empty their hearts good times return unto them they keep holiday and ruminate they become thankful that do i take as the best sign they become thankful not long will it be ere they devise festivals and put up memorials to their old joys they are convalescents thus spake zarathustra joyfully to his heart and gazed outward his animals however pressed up to him and honoured his happiness and his silence two all on a sudden however zarathustra's ear was frightened for the cave which had hitherto been full of noise and laughter became all at once still as death his nose however smelt a sweet scented vapour and incense odour as if from burning pine cones what happeneth what are they about he asked himself and stole up to the entrance that he might be able unobserved to see his guests but wonder upon wonder what was he then obliged to behold with his own eyes they have all of them become pious again they pray they are mad said he and was astonished beyond measure and forsooth all these higher men the two kings the pope out of service the evil magician the voluntary beggar the wanderer in shadow the old soothsayer the spiritually conscientious one and the ugliest man they all lay on their knees like children and credulous old women and worshipped the ass and just then began the ugliest man to gurgle and snort as if something unutterable in him tried to find expression when however he had actually found words behold it was a pious strange litany in praise of the adored and sensed ass and the litany sounded thus amen and glory and honour and wisdom and thanks and praise and strength be to our god from everlasting to everlasting the ass however here brayed he carrieth our burdens he hath taken upon him the form of a servant he is patient of heart and never saith nay and he who loveth his god chastiseth him the ass however here brayed Eeyah. he speaketh not except that he ever saith yea to the world which he created thus doth he extol his world it is his artfulness that speaketh not thus is he rarely found wrong the ass however here brayed uncomely goeth he through the world gray is the favourite colour in which he wrappeth his virtue hath he spirit then doth he conceal it every one however believeth in his long ears the ass however here brayed Yee-haw. 
what hidden wisdom is it to wear long ears and only to say ye are and never nay hath he not created the world in his own image namely as stupid as possible the ass however here brayed thou goest straight and crooked ways it concerneth thee little what seemeth straight or crooked unto us men beyond good and evil is thy domain it is thine innocence not to know what innocence is the ass however here brayed lo how thou spurnest none from thee neither beggars nor kings thou sufferest little children to come unto thee and when the bad boys decoy thee then sayest thou simply ye ah the ass however here brayed ye ah thou lovest she asses and fresh figs thou art no food despiser a thistle tickleth thy heart when thou chancest to be hungry there is the wisdom of a god therein the ass however here brayed ye notes by anthony m ludovici in this discourse nietzsche wishes to give his followers a warning he thinks he has so far helped them that they have become convalescent that new desires are awakened in them and that new hopes are in their arms and legs but he mistakes the nature of the change true he has helped them he has given them back what they most need that is belief in believing the confidence in having confidence in something but how do they use it this belief in faith if one can so express it without seeming tautological has certainly been restored to them and in the first flood of their enthusiasm they use it by bowing down and worshipping an ass when writing this passage nietzsche was obviously thinking of the accusations which were leveled at the early christians by their pagan contemporaries it is well known that they were supposed not only to be eaters of human flesh but also ass-worshippers. And among the Roman graffiti, the most famous is the one found on the Palatino, showing a man worshipping a cross on which is suspended a figure with the head of an ass. See Minucius Felix, Octavius Ninth, Tacitus, Historiae, Volume Three, Tertullian, Apologia, etc. Nietzsche's obvious moral, however, is that great scientists and thinkers once they have reached the wall encircling scepticism and have thereby learned to recover their confidence in the act of believing as such usually manifest the change in their outlook by falling victims to the narrowest and most superstitious of creeds so much for the introduction of the ass as an object of worship now with regard to the actual service and ass festival no reader who happens to be acquainted with the religious history of the Middle Ages will fail to see the allusion here to the Asinaria Festa, which were by no means uncommon in France, Germany, 
and elsewhere in Europe during the 13th, 14th, and 15th centuries. End of Part 4, Chapter 77 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia